Welcome to Road to Redemption, a show sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. Welcome to the show. This is Aaliyah. I'm here with my friend Hunter. Hunter, thank you for coming in. Thank you, Aaliyah. Um, Thanks for having me on. And also thank you uh, to Destiny for having me out here for such a great opportunity. Yeah, we're so excited. This this station is such a blessing and this show is such a blessing and we're glad that we can share the gospel in this way and that God's really made this happen. So to God be the glory. And so Hunter, let's just get into who you are, you know, good friends. And um, I'm glad that you can be on here representing our age group because sometimes um, that's the age group that gets left out and it really needs to be heard. You know, these testimonies are relevant for all ages, but uh, we really want to re- make sure we represent all ages. So, where are you from? Who are you? So, where am I from? Um, I've actually lived in Destin pretty much all my life um, since I was five years old. Um, you know, as far as who I am, um, I've always felt like I've just been, you know, sort of a an average, ordinary person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, always just kind of going through life, um, just trying to do my best. Um, didn't always turn out that way, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much a small introduction to who I am. Yeah, that's good. So in your, you know, childhood or your growing up, were you in church? Did you know the Lord at all? What did that look like? So I was in church. Um, I, I never, I never quite understood too much, um, sort of the reason behind going to church, um, so, I mean, my parents had always, you know, kind of made me go. Um, so I can't give you sort of my reasoning as to why I went. Um, so when I was younger, you know, there are two things that uh, I had always wanted the most. That was to have value in myself and to sort of have opportunities. Um, and, you know, I always felt like those things came to people, you know, who sort of achieved in life. And I noticed a lot of them kind of went to my church. And so I thought like, so this is it. This is what you have to do is you have to, to get that boost It has to be from God. And so, um, that was kind of why I always went to church. I was always kind of in and out of it. Um, it was very, it was very hard because I felt like people in the church would kind of make fun of me there. And then outside of the church, people would make fun of me for believing in God. So there was always kind of just that, um, conjunction where things never seemed to work out right. Um, and I always kind of felt, I would say, you know, left behind from the church because I, I always went and I don't feel like my life ever changed in the slightest. Um, yeah. So so it was very hard um, sort of finding the reason for Christianity. I, you know, I kind of knew about Jesus. I mean, I knew about Easter and Christmas, um, but I felt like for the most part that maybe there was just something that other people were getting and that I wasn't. Yeah, you're feeling left out, like that God favors those, but then you're like, I'm doing the same things, but, you know, I guess I'm not that special as them. Exactly. Yeah, wow. And even as a kid, you thought that. That's pretty It's pretty high thinking for a child, <laughs> like, oh, man, I got to be like them to be successful. Um, but wow, yeah, I, I'm sure there's so many people, you know, I thought the same thing. I went to church just to check that box to be a good person, so... You know, you're going for the wrong reason. Right. Um, so, you know, that battle of, you know, being with the Lord, but also 
being in the world and not accepted by either. What did that look like when you kind of went into the real world, college, you know, jobs? So kind of how that went was, I think I had a, the, the mentality of, okay, I think God is real, but he sort of favors others. Um, and for me, I didn't feel like I was one of those people. And so I was just like, all right, well, God, you got them. I know you're real, but I have to do this on my own. Maybe some way I can like, you know, work my way into being someone with favor, but I don't really think I am. So really, I, I kind of left the church. Um, I started going to college at Florida State. And so, you know, kind of, that kind of gets thrown out the window. I mean, no one's really going to church there. Um, yeah, you got to, you got to really find that community. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel kind of like being in there. I, I just wanted to sort of find my niche, find where I fit in. Um, and, you know, I did meet a lot of great people, but at the same time, I did kind of fall into a lot of things that have consequences. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important to look at, you know, Jesus on the cross. He did that for everyone. Right. But if you don't understand that you're included in that, because part of that is having value and realizing your value in God, then it's all kind of lost. And you're like, man, I'm I'm not special to God. I'm just some guy. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's hard living that way. It's just like, you know, it, it, it makes like having, you know, sort of social interactions, like it makes that very difficult because it's just like, you know, you always feel sort of that condemnation, like, oh man, like, you know, where is my value? What makes me special? Like, what can I uh, hang my hat on at the end of the day? You know, it's, we're all sort of searching for identity. And when you don't have like a solid identity, it's just kind of like, you sort of just get moved with whichever way the wind pushes you. So that was kind of how it was for me, you know, for a good chunk of my life. Yeah. And you're fine. You're trying to fill that God sized hole with everything but the Lord. Right. And that's never, ever going to be fulfilling. So it's like an endless, it's an endless thing of keep trying, keep trying. It is. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you're continually putting your identity in different things and then it doesn't work out. And then it's just like, all right, well, I'll try something else. I'll try something else. And you do that and keep doing that. And eventually you get to the point where you just kind of run out of options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I've already did everything. I'm, I've done every job. I've tried to be with every friend group, you know? And right. So where did you meet God? So where I met God. So. So this was a bit after I graduated college. Um, so I got a really good job and, you know, I was dating the girl I really liked in college. And so, you know, I was kind of going off on my own, um, you know, and I felt like, you know, hey, I feel like I've kind of made it now. Like I have like the things that I wanted. And so that's going to make me feel whole. But the, the issue was, is that it really didn't. <laughs> people, people would tell me like, kind of like, you know, good job, Hunter. But I always knew on the inside, you know, I don't like my job. You know, my relationship is, is in shambles. Um, so they both really weren't working out for me. And there came just kind of a break in, breaking point where it was like, you know, they both had to go. Um, so I left the job. Um, you know, I'd broken up with the girl I was dating at the time. And it was very strange because I felt like, you know, I kind of had my identity in both of those things. And like, I felt so free when I got out of that, but then there was just sort of that, you know, emptiness. It was just like, okay, well, you know, where is my identity now? Um, and, you know, there was kind of a lot of soul searching there. And so I was kind of looking for a job at the time. And so I guess what I decided to do was, you know, I'm just going to, I guess, lift weights and get strong and I'll find, <laughs> I'll find some identity in that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what else to do. And so, so I was kind of doing that. And then, 
you know, I kind of got back into drinking a lot. Um, so I had problems with alcohol a bit. And then, you know, finally it came uh, to the night. Uh, I want to say it was the 21st of December in 2019. Uh, and I was at AJ's, so pretty close by here. Uh, and I actually got kicked out of AJ's and I fell down the stairs and I broke my wrist. And oh my gosh. it was, it was, I was, it wasn't very painful at the time, but I knew it was broken. And I knew like when I woke up in the next morning, I was probably going to have to go see a doctor. Um, and so, yeah, I woke up and my wrist was, it was broken. Uh, and I had to see a doctor and, you know, I didn't have to have surgery, which was nice, but it, it did take about probably two to three months to fully recover. And I remember I was so crushed at the time because, you know, I, I pretty much was putting my identity in like the weightlifting yeah. thing. And uh, I, I just remember I was just like hysterically crying and my mom was just like, you know, this is only going to take like a couple months to heal. Like what's wrong? And uh, But what she didn't know is my identity had broken. Um, yeah. And so... You know, I remember, you know, kind of just sitting on the couch, um, you know, the day after, like, well, what do I do now? Like, I have nothing. Um, that was kind of the last option. Uh, and it was very hard. Um, and then, you know, I guess kind of miraculously, I began to hear God speak to me. And it was the way I can describe it is a very loud voice. Um, I always think of it kind of like, you know, whenever Mufasa speaks to Simba from the Lion King, yeah. that, that, that's the, that was how it felt <laughs> to me. Um, and, you know, I remember him saying like, you know, I am God. And I was kind of just like, well, if you are God, like, tell me why all of these things in my life are completely falling apart. And it was like, he began to speak and he began to tell me and like, I kind of felt, you know, a weight lifted off my shoulders is like, you know, this wasn't all of my fault. Like I remember him telling me, like, I, I took those things away from you. I took the job away from you. I took, you know, the weightlifting away from you. Um, and I'm going to restore you and I'm going to make things new. Um, but I remember kind of at the end of the conversation was, you know, you need to get into the word, you know, you need to repent from living the sinful lifestyle. Um, and you need to put your trust in me. And it was interesting because I was never even seeking God at the time. I don't even think I really thought about sin at all. And I was kind of just like, you know, this, this seems like the best option I have. Like, it's almost like it fell out of the sky to me. And so I remember waking up the next morning thinking like, wow, that actually happened. And so I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to read the Bible. So that's what I did. I read the entire Bible front to back. <laughs> I read all the genealogies. I read uh, all the law. Um, I didn't understand probably any of the Old Testament until I actually got into the New Testament. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of my experience through that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I just, it, it wasn't like sort of automatic that I felt like the, the switch began to flip. Um, it was a very gradual process, but I did sort of begin to see myself growing in God. Um, and it began to there was a change on the inside and it began to reflect on the outside. Um, you know, just sort of, you know, sinful habits I'd always fall into, like they begin to sort of lose their power over me. Um, you know, and that's the crazy thing about being a Christian is that, you know, I feel like often we're taught, it's just like, you know, you give your life to God and you know, you get to go to heaven and not hell. But the reality of the matter is that is true. Um, but we begin to lose the pleasure of sin and we begin to become holy and it's not really 
something that we do, like it's Christ in us. Um, you know, when we gain salvation from giving our lives to God, we begin to become new people and it's very real and it begins to affect your life. And it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. That's, it's an awesome transformation. You know, the sanctification process of becoming more like Christ. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting because, you know, I told you kind of when I was a kid, I always thought that like, you know, some people were just kind of chosen, you know, to be, I guess, called by God. But it was funny, the more I actually read the Bible, the more I found out like, I'm actually just like all these characters, like they were all like pretty broken people. And then, you know, God sort of pulled them out of their situation. And, you know, he indwelled his spirit upon them and they became completely different. Like, yeah. and all throughout the Bible, I mean, God talks about how he's going to reach the lost and redeem the broken. Um, and I was kind of just like, you know, my, my whole sort of perspective on this was strong the whole time. And it was really cool. Like, it's very comforting to think like, you know, okay, like maybe I really am the person that God has called in life. Yeah. And it gives you that, you know, that, identity in that because you're like, okay, I'm the broken, I'm the lost, you know, I'm also in the Bible. And, you know, that's why it's so important to open up the word because would you know that otherwise? No, you wouldn't. And what, what we tend to do is we tend to create God in our own image, um, you know, and we, we use that to compromise. And so, you know, we can sort of live our lives and, and feel comfortable about it. Um, but, you know, kind of like I said, like for me, it was just like, I don't really feel like I ever had anything to hold my hat on. So creating a God for my image was kind of just like, you know, I, I already feel condemned. And so I don't feel comfortable at all what I'm doing. Like, it's like, I need help. Like I need a savior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need rescuing. I need redeeming really. Yeah. That is so awesome. I know you talked about habits and, you know, inside to outside, but do you feel like there's, you know, certain things that you can look back on that God has really redeemed? Yeah, of course. I, I think probably the biggest thing was was feeling whole. I, I always felt like there was just this sort of like a pit of emptiness and I'd always try to do things or, you know, try new opportunities to sort of fill that hole. And like even the times where I felt like I did kind of succeed in those areas, I'd always feel empty at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, the crazy thing is, is when you receive salvation and, you know, when you receive the spirit of Christ, you are made fully whole and you're fully righteous and, you know, it feels hard to believe that sometimes because maybe you don't see sort of the, the outer, um, I guess, manifestations of that happening, um, but it is true. And the more you can begin to believe that of what Christ has already purchased for you, the more it begins to reflect on the outside. Um, so that's really a big thing for me is like, I, I always feel whole. I never really feel hopeless. Um, you know, I've gone through seasons in my Christian walk where I did feel like I was struggling and maybe God wasn't there, but he always came and redeemed me, um, you know, at the end of that season. Um, even when there are times I was just clinging to be faithful, it's just like, God, come on, you helped everyone else in the Bible. You got to help me. And eventually he did come through for me. So that's really cool. Um, and then the other thing, just kind of like the sinful habits, you know, like, you know, the drinking, you know sort of living a promiscuous lifestyle, like things like that. I mean, it just, it almost doesn't register to me anymore. Like there's like almost no pleasure in sin to me and it's weird. And so now I kind of only see like the bad consequences of it too. And it's like, I can't even fake it either. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's very, it's very surreal. Um, it's almost like 
sort of like tearing the curtain behind the world and figuring out like, you know, God is actually in control and in, con- and in charge. Um, and, you know, the, the way we see just through the lens of the world is, you know, the devil is the one who's sort of ruling the world, who's sort of orchestrating things. And when you kind of see the man behind the curtain, it just changes everything from your perspective of reality. Um, and it's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very uplifting. Then you're like, okay, there's a reason to live. I've purpose. There's, there's a calling for me. There's, you know, there's so many amazing promises of God that he gives us as his children. And so, you know, the seeing the man behind the curtain, you're like, you're nothing compared to my God. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's very relieving because I always felt like, you know, I was sort of the, 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 the shortest straw, you know, the one that got pulled out. And so honestly, like, I'm very happy to not sort of be living according to the world system. Cause it was like, I could never fit in anyways and trying to fit in didn't work. And it's like, you know, to know that there is a greater calling, um, you know, something that is actually, you know, benefiting others that's benefiting myself, you know, helping, you know, to bring the kingdom of God to earth. I mean, it's, it's just the best. So for someone that's in the shoes you were before God made you new, what would you, what advice would you give them? Probably the advice I would give them is repent of your sins and give your life to God right now. <laughs> don't um, wait. <laughs> don't, don't even try to do anything. Uh, this is, you know, a, a one-time exchange. And when you do it, um, you know, at that point, you know, you literally become a new creation. I mean, the Bible says, you know, you become born again. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We're more than conquerors. Um, and from that point, it's God's spirit lives in you. And then to that point, like it just comes down to reading the word and continuing to wash your mind. Um, and that's, that's the biggest aspect is when we, when we completely wash our minds, um, you know, you'll, you'll just begin to notice things begin to fall off of your life. Like, you know, sort of the, we have a lot of FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. You know, mm-hmm. we sort of have all these expectations like from social media and stuff. And we, we see all these things and then you realize it really doesn't matter. Um, the only thing that matters is what Christ has done on the cross. Um, and the redemption that he's brought to everyone who can receive it. Yeah, that is so, so good. And I know somebody out there needs to hear that and is listening to that. And I'm just so excited for, you know, God to use this story, this testimony um, to impact that life. Um, So that was amazing. So thank you all for tuning in to Road to Redemption. We're so glad to be able to share this with you. Um, We really encourage three things before you go real quick. Um, Just because, you know, as you hear in Hunters and so many others, these things have changed lives. And we say that so that it can change your life if you're in that spot. Number one, we ask We just say that you should pick up a Bible or the Bible app on your phone, um, a physical Bible. Just start reading God's Word. See what God promises you. See who God is and your identity in Christ. Um, Otherwise, how will you know the Lord a lot of times is through His written Word. Second, find a local church. Get connected and join a small group at your church so that you have believers who can walk you through life and help you in this walk. We're not alone, and it it changes so much. So, Hunter, thank you so much for being on. 
Thank you, Leah. Um, I really appreciate you having me on and I really appreciate um, Destiny for, for hosting this podcast. It means a lot to me. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to Road to Redemption, sharing powerful life testimonies, giving hope to those on their own road to redemption. If you have any comments or questions, we would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us at destinyradio.live. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Road to Redemption.